Hello, and welcome to Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Welcome to the summer, sisters. Yeah, the sun is out and we're inside. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, almost. But by the time this episode airs, I will be on summer break. Right. In the future... Future people listening to this right now, I am on summer break. School's out for summer. (laughs) Do you know that song? Yeah. That's good. (laughs) But what about the School's Out song from the the, the Goofy movie, the After Today song? Do you want to sing it for us? (laughs) I don't know that one. No. You've introduced it into the conversation, so now I feel like you're responsible for performing it. No, no, just like, you know, you sing School's Out for Summer, that's cool, but my go-to standard, like, hey, School's Out song is the song they sing when they all get out of school in the Goofy movie, so, hey, you know, different strokes, See, my my standard go-to is the one they sing in the very beginning of High School Musical 2, where they're all looking at the clock and it's ticking, it's like their last day of school, and they're like, summer, 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 and they all throw their papers up in the air. Right. And they run out of school. Obviously. Yeah. What else would you sing? Hmm. I just <laughs> what about <laughs> summer, summer loving? No, that they're going back they're to going school back when to school they sing that. that. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. Yeah, which I believe there's a whole number devoted to going back to school in Greece too. Correct? <sighs> Gotta go back. <laughs> no, back to school again. Which let me say, there have been multiple people tweeting at us. Very confused by which one of us hates Grease 2 with a passion and which one of us loves Grease 2 more than anything. Well, let me clarify to this all of point. You, to all of you who think I am the one that loved Grease 2, never, never please think that about me again. That's right. Sydney's the cool writer here. <laughs> Just for the record, Taylor has no strong opinions about Grease 2 whatsoever. <laughs> you guys, you just don't get it. You don't appreciate art. I think that's the opposite nope. problem here. I think we do, and that's why I—I I, I think that's why I hate it. Well, we could talk about how it is time for no more pencils and no more books, no more teachers' dirty looks. Yes, but that's not what we're going to talk about. <laughs> we're because because school's out for summer. Uh, we know all you cool teens are going to be hitting the. Hitting the beach, the, hitting the sand, hitting like the I said, pools, hitting the concrete, hitting the concrete. Hitting the concrete? That sounds painful. <laughs> don't do that. Man, don't do that. <laughs> don't hit the concrete. Lay down, lay your towel down gently. Yeah. And then sit. Like Charlie does. She makes a bed with her blanket and then takes a little nap on it. But, but what's going to happen when you're out there is you're going to get burned. But we're here to save you. Or you get tan. Which you don't need to, though. But you can. But you get don't need can. But it's better uh, not to. Oh my gosh. I, I found the number one way to avoid all of these things, which is how I spent most of my teen years very wisely, is staying inside as much as possible. <laughs> all the time. This will be Taylor's <laughs> advice for the duration of this episode. Stay inside. Just don't stay go inside. outside. <laughs> Re- re- read some comic books. Watch some anime. Stay inside. Stay- Eat some cereal <laughs> from the box <laughs> with your hand. 
stay inside. <laughs> well, we had a house that barely had any backyard and barely had any front yard and didn't have a pool or anything like that. And we lived like 20 minutes away from the nearest outdoor pool. I didn't feel obligated to stay outside by a pool or constantly be outside during the summer. I felt like, man, there's nowhere nearby I can go. Like, it's going to take a while to like, get on my swimsuit and put on sunscreen, drive all the way out there. Like, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to go outside and swim. But now that we live at a house with a pool in the backyard, it's like, well, it's right there. I have to. But Riley, along with that comes a great responsibility. And that's the responsibility of sunning safely. I do wear sunscreen. I do. I think <laughs> with great UV exposure comes great responsibility. <laughs> that's exactly right. And I feel like that's an attitude that has hugely shifted over time. Mm-hmm. Because I know even going back before I was a teenager to like our mom's generation, tanning was associated with health mm-hmm. and beauty. And it was what you did. It was what you aspired to be tan. The tanner, mm-hmm. the oh. better. I think yeah. that's fair to say. Yeah. And I mean, you would be tan at any costs. Yeah. They used to, what, mix baby oil and iodine and spray it on themselves and lay out. And then mom always tells me about some sort of thing that was on the radio station that every 30 minutes they'd say it's time to turn so you don't burn. Mm-hmm. So they would tell them when to turn to each side. Yep. Which is crazy. It, isn't iodine blue? What? <laughs> No, it's like an orangey, yellowy. It looks like a dark brownie red, but then yeah. when you put it on skin, it makes your skin look kind of like an orangey, uh, yellowy color. And I guess they mix like uh, a little bit of it with their baby oil so that it tinted their skin and also helped them get sun. Okay, I, I was picturing some sort of delicate Smurf glow that was <laughs> <laughs> that was the old a pale bad. blue. <laughs> that, that sounds cool. That's a very odd choice if you're trying to look tan. It's like the opposite of a tan, I think. Like it's like the gray that mixes it. I don't know. Color theory. I'm trying to look cyanotic. <laughs> you know, like I'm not getting enough oxygen. Right. Is that in? Is that the look? I don't think that's ever... Has that ever been in? I don't know if that's ever been no, in. No, pale skin used to be very in... I'll give you this history. Pale skin used to be very in uh, back... Especially like in Victorian times, uh, especially for women, largely because you the more the like more higher class you were, the more refined uh, lady of society that you were, the more time you would spend indoors, much like Taylor, and you would uh, you would want to look pale and fragile and like basically if we put you out in the sun and asked you to do anything, you might like shatter into. Mm-hmm. little pieces of porcelain and that was a very fashionable look and then and i don't know this may be apocryphal but supposedly this shifted over time with um coco chanel fell asleep on her yacht in the south of france in the sun <sighs> came back with a tan and it was in it was in tan skin like, was in that that origin story i Makes me hate tanning so much more. <laughs> I don't know that. That's probably just like one little footnote in like the history of that. The tanning you know, history. but but it's it's sometimes it's credited as like this was a big turning point. But in general, it, it had to do with like it used to be associated. You only would tan if you were like a laborer and you were working outside, and if you could afford to, you would protect your skin from sun. And then that shifted to the point where now, like, well, I, don't, I wouldn't say now, but it, definitely when we were growing up. You tanned because it was it was associated with beauty. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. So it's just another one of those arbitrary, unfair fashion things where it's like, oh, is everybody tan? Then then being pale is cool. Is everybody of a certain body size? Then the opposite of that is what's fashionable. Absolutely. It's, like, <laughs> it, it's totally arbitrary. There really isn't. I mean, obviously there are, I, I guess if we're thinking like from a biological perspective, there are probably some things like if somebody was too pale, then they may be anemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... <laughs> I but that has nothing to do with beauty. That might be like, hey, I think you might need to see a doctor. You might be sick. You look, <laughs> you look like you're quite pale, and I'm worried that you're <laughs> ill. But that wouldn't be like a skin tone. That's like you look paler than usual. I'm I'm concerned for your welfare. But aside from those sorts of things, <laughs> hmm. it's all totally arbitrary. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But but back in the day, it certainly was true. Like for mom's generation, that whatever you had to do to get tan was okay. So like all the baby oils and stuff evolved into, do you remember the lotions they used to have that would have what they called tingle factor in them? No. Ah, sounds bad. They used to have these tanning lotions and tanning lotions are not sunscreen. No, they help you get more sun. Yes. The opposite of sunscreen. You put them on your body to get more sun exposure. And they, I remember at the tanning salons, because yes, I have been inside one before. Oh, I'm Sydney. I'm embarrassed mm. to say, at the tanning salons, they would have bottles of of various things that would have different tingle factors, and that was like, you would put it on your skin and then get in the sun, and your skin would hurt, <laughs> and you knew it was working. You know what? I know exactly what you're talking about now because uh, when I was younger, Dad would used to tan in a tanning bed a lot. They don't as much now, but he used to a lot, and he would have his tanning lotion. And he used to, after he would get done tanning, he would say, I have to go shower because I have tingly lotion on. Yep. Because if you got it on you, it would hurt your skin. Yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense now. I Mm -hmm. completely forgot about that until you said that. Uh, Which is kind of terrifying because why would you want to put something on that, like, makes your skin hurt? I, like... Especially when you're going through the same steps of like when you want like a you know nice shiny top on your baked goods like you you put a little butter on the top and it gets some extra crispy like I feel like anytime you're applying food science to your own body you're doing something wrong. That's right. I think that's a good marker. Like <laughs> if you're basting also, yourself, stop. <laughs> like I I am a very pale person naturally. I don't get sun very well, and the slightest bit of sun with no sunscreen, I will definitely burn. But I can't ever imagine being at the level of either tanness or, like, invincibility to sun, where I could put on something that makes me get more sun, and I wouldn't, like, just, like, I don't know, turn into a lobster. Like, I can't even imagine. I I never understood. I never used those things. I Mm -hmm. never used any... um, tanning accelerant i don't know <laughs> yeah i i think if i used one i would just like poof like a buffy vampire yeah. <laughs> that's it i've been slewed I, I i remember that they existed i feel like by the time we were kids uh taylor you and me not so much now riley because i think things have shifted even more but when we were kids sunscreen happened I know that we were definitely told to put it on, but it wasn't, I don't want to say, I don't want to say like mom and dad didn't care. I just don't think there was the knowledge base to understand why it was a huge deal. 
it was not widely understood that it was a big deal to put on sunscreen. And so we would put on sunscreen, but we did not reapply very often. We'd go get in the pool or the ocean or whatever, and it would wash off eventually, and we wouldn't take, you know, nobody, there was nobody like on us constantly to get sunscreen on us. So we burned pretty frequently. Well, and I, and this is nobody directly I contribute this to. This was just a weird idea that I think was had. Like, you get your base burn. You get burnt that first time. Yep. And that'll fade to tan, and then you're good for the summer. So that first burn was almost a step to getting tan, <laughs> which yeah. is not how skin works, I don't think, Sid. No, you're exactly right. But it, but it was the, like, the accepted knowledge. And I remember once I was kind of put in charge of my own skincare as a teenager, I mean, I would intentionally go out without sunscreen on initially. Because I mean, I had to get I had to get my base. <laughs> I had to get that base burn. I hate saying that. I I'm too base. much of a baby to ever do that. Sunburns hurt, guys. Like it hurts to put on clothes. It hurts to take off clothes. It hurts to take a shower. It hurts to like sit down or lay down. Like I, sunburns are the worst. Yeah, they hurt bad. Mm, they're terrible. Like maybe just a tiny bit of sunburn, like at one place where you missed sunscreen. I've gotten that before. Like you use a spray sunscreen, like you've missed a place and you got burnt in one place, but. Like there was one time where I was younger and I forgot to reapply sunscreen on a particular hot summer day at the pool and my entire back was just like blistered and burnt and terrible and I had to wear like tube tops and cover my back with like sheets of fabric covered in aloe because it hurt too bad to lay down on anything without that on my back. It's and see the thing is like it hurts initially and you get things like I mean I remember having the blisters on my shoulders my mm-hmm. I burnt my shoulders many times and on like my nose and chin mm-hmm. um, yeah. and uh, it's it, of course it's bad instantly because it hurts yeah but it's obviously we know bad long term because especially in your in your early years getting multiple burns is associated with an increased risk of skin cancer as you get older so we know that it's not just acutely uncomfortable it's long-term very dangerous mm-hmm. but i mean you know back certainly when our parents were younger uh, that was not well understood right and when we were younger i think we were beginning to understand that but it was still not i, I don't think the importance of it was clear to everybody yet because i mean i remember thinking like i should probably wear sunscreen but who cares mm-hmm. which is certainly not the way i feel about it now yeah yeah now i feel like especially around like school dances i don't know if that was the same when you all were in school but oh yeah yeah it's always (laughs) you have to be tanned for a school dance whether it's homecoming and prom and it's especially prevalent around prom because homecoming like the beginning of the school year you just got back from summer break if you were tan over the summer you don't really need to like get in a tanning bed or get a spray tan or anything but prom it's like just when the weather is starting to get warmer especially around here it's usually not that warm even during prom so people are either getting in tanning beds for like weeks leading up to prom or they're getting spray tans and for me it's just like well i've never been in a tanning bed they kind of scare me i'm not gonna get in a tanning bed but also spray tans i have witnessed and it's good at first on the people i've seen at least in my personal experience it's good at first because like they get dark and their tan it looks natural but then right after that dance when it starts coming off and you shower more on a regular basis it just like looks patchy and it looks like you have some sort of skin disease and you're like half orange and half pale and i'm just too scared to have that happen to me (laughs) it's so you know it's weird because i remember that being true even then for like dances that it was the standard but but it wasn't just it was dances for sure you were supposed to tan for 
But it was also kind of generally accepted that if you were going to wear shorts or a skirt, you should have tan legs. Like, I remember thinking that, like, I can't wear a skirt today because my legs are too pale. Yeah. Um, that's definitely, I mean, I don't think that's as like, (laughs) that's, that's true. I don't think that's as like people are concerned about that as much because that's more on like a regular basis. Like it's not like a, I I don't even think school dances are important, but they think it's not as important as a school dance. Mm -hmm. But I also, I mean, I think during summer I feel uncomfortable about myself if like I'll be at the beach or like out in public and I'm wearing shorts or a skirt and my legs are like pasty because if i don't do anything i will be very pale like you can see through my skin well sit sit is that why when we were growing up we always had tan tights even though like you're mm-hmm. not fooling anybody the rest of your body is still super pale but look at those legs yep. they are tan i have to assume that was why i wore i always wore tan tights and i had makeup for my face that was like <laughs> three or four shades oh, no. darker than it actually was like when I look back I'm like why was I wearing base <laughs> that that was the, that was that color uh my skin has always been quite pale yeah. and that is not my skin color but my, and my face would be that color but none of the rest of me would <laughs> <laughs> yeah hmm I, I remember getting talked into one of those tanning lotions the, the self-tanning lotions mm-hmm. it, it was before I went on my senior trip I was like, oh, well, I'm going to be with, like, cool kids at, like, a cool Myrtle Beach party. I better I better look like one of them. And I tried to use one of those, <laughs> but n- not with a lot of effort. <laughs> so I just had, like, these weird, like, tiger-striped thighs, which hey, would be kind of cool, like, in certain <laughs> yeah. circles. But <laughs> definitely not, not among other teenagers. So I just, like, wore short shorts the entire time. So, like, I... I have an issue. <laughs> I have a thigh issue. <laughs> They're stripey. It's, 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 I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, my one experience with tanning lotions like that, which I think have become more popular, especially like at the end of the school year when it's just now getting warm and getting to be where you can be outside, but before pools are open, people use them just to like kind of get color on their legs or arms so they can wear tank tops and shorts and skirts and stuff and feel comfortable about it. Um, but the one time I used it, I only used it on my legs because I was like, well, I'm wearing a skirt. I just want my legs to look dark. <laughs> I don't really care about the rest of me. So I used like a mitt and everything and like put it on with a towel so that I wouldn't get it on my fingers. Because sometimes when you put it on, you get like the weird lines in between your fingers where the lotion was. And I put it on my legs and it looked fine. Like it just made my legs look a little bit darker. But my arms were still pale and my face was still pale. <laughs> my feet were still pale. Everything was pale except for like ankle to mid thigh. See, <laughs> I I knew that that would happen to me, sisters. So I never, I knew like there's no yeah. way, there's no way Sydney pulls this off. Sydney can't put on self tanner. Yeah. <laughs> Sydney barely gets dressed without incident. This isn't going <laughs> to happen. So I never, I never tried the self tanners because I just, I, I saw, and I had so many friends who had like the, I'm not coming to school today. You won't believe what I did to myself with self-tanner. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember people like having meltdowns because like, I can't look what I did. I'm going to miss prom now. Look what I did to myself. I'm orange. <laughs> yeah, that's always been scary to me. Also, if you put on self-tanner, I don't think you're supposed to put it on your face. Like you put it everywhere else. So your face still looks... Well, you just get the foundation I used to wear, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that looks good, though. 
Well, hey. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if self-tanner can go on your face. I don't know. Do they, they spray tan your face, though, don't they? Do they? I don't know. See, that would scare me also. Spray tans concern me. I would be too scared to get one. Like, someone coming at you with a big airbrush and, like, roller. Like, they use rollers to paint it on your body <laughs> after they spray it on you like a wall. The only people I've ever seen getting a spray tan are on toddlers and tears. That's what I oh. That's all I know about spray tans is these little girls being, like, rolled over with paint rollers. Yeah, they, people come to your house with, like, little, little tents. Like, little... They're yeah. oxygen tents, but they're not oxygen tents. They're for, they're <laughs> they're for spray, spray tan. And they put your child in it, and then they spray them with... It's like an airbrush thing. Mm-hmm. They like spray you with tanning liquid, and then they roll it on you <laughs> with paint rollers. And you you pay these people to do this to your children. <laughs> I guess that's cool. So, so wrong. Like <laughs> this, this child has been dyed the appropriate color for stage performance. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> no, you, ch- you, you don't get to have a child if you put it in a little spray tan tent. You don't. That's weird. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't stop there, obviously, Tay. You no, have to have I'm... the fall. That's the fake hair. You got to have the flipper. the flipper. Those are the fake oh. teeth in case. I mean, kids do this really inconvenient thing for beauty pageants where they lose teeth. And we can't have that. So right. you got to have the flipper. You got the falsies, the eyelashes. Yep. <laughs> I thought you meant something totally no, different. There. False eyelashes. I was going to say, what? No. Where do they do that? False eyelashes. I, I don't I don't yeah. want to judge anybody else's truth, but man, that that stuff just, you know, oh, I That's that's more beauty ritual than I do as in in like all of my 31 years combined. Those kids do on like a regular and it's strange. Yes. Yeah, I think that's yeah. fair to say. The only successful way I have found of getting some sort of thing that resembles a tan is, because we have a pool now, so it's just recently gotten warm enough where we opened it and been able to use it, is I'll get sunscreen to put on, because if I don't put on any sunscreen or put on sun accelerant, I would literally, like, burn to a crisp, and I would just, like, (laughs) never be able to move my arms or legs ever again. So I put on a low SPF sunscreen, just, like, high enough where I won't get burnt, but low enough where I still get some sun. And just, like, go out and swim and then lay out to dry. And while I'm laying out to dry, I just read a book or listen to music. And as I'm laying out there, I just get a little tiny bit of a tan. Do do your friends all understand, would you say now, the importance of wearing sunscreen? Like, is that Uh, universal? Like, if you were to go with your friends to, like, a pool or a beach, would they all have their sunscreen? I have a few friends that uh, are of a natural skin color where they've never worn sunscreen in their life. Mm-hmm. Like even when they were younger, like I had young I had friends when I was younger who their natural skin tone, they were just like, I don't need to wear it. I won't burn. That's I'll just get darker. Everybody can burn. I understand that. Yeah. But I never saw them get burnt. I've never seen them get burnt. I've just seen them get darker. Uh, they can burn though. Everybody can burn. Of my friends that don't have that uh, going on, they do wear sunscreen, but they do kind of the similar thing I do, like put it on low enough where they won't get burnt, but just... Uh, low enough or high enough where they won't get burnt but low enough where they'll still get sun and i have several friends that use tanning beds just on a regular basis so really see that was what i was hoping you were going to tell me was different because we kind of we kind of mentioned tanning beds so when taylor and i were younger i definitely had lots of friends who used tanning beds Mm -hmm. regularly um with i remember there was a lot of excitement when they introduced the stand-up tanning bed at our local tanning salon (laughs) because you could stand in it and get tanned all over faster 
because yeah. it was like you could get the same tan in 10 minutes that it took 20 minutes in a in a bed mm-hmm. and um and i'm and they would sell huge packages and at the time i don't think there was any limitation on age no i mean I, uh, recently like very recently within the past few years there's been a restriction put on age here yeah. but it's not even 18 it's i think if you're under 16 you have to have a parent sign off on it. And if you're under 12, they won't let you at all, even with a parent signature. And then when you're above 16, uh, you can whenever you want. There is a limit to how many times you can do it, though, right? Like, I mean, you're not supposed to more than, like, once a day. Yeah. But other than that, you can buy, like... I mean, our local tanning salon, I have friends who, right before prom, they bought packages there that are, like, 30-day packages or 60-day packages where you pay, like, once, they give you a little card, and you can just go in as many times as you want until you use up all of those mm-hmm. times or you've gone past, like, 30 or 60 days. Yeah, and then, and I remember people who used to um, rotate salons so they could get tan faster. Mm-hmm. So they would go to different tanning salons and tan more than once in the same day. Um in order to get tan, which I mean, which I, I don't know anyone who has done that before because I know you're not supposed to tan more than once in a day. <laughs> I, I think I, I saw that on like an episode of like My Strange Addiction or something. Someone yeah. going around to like three or four tanning salons in a day. That sounds like a bad idea. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, let's just let's just say it. You shouldn't get in a tanning bed. Yeah, that's the end of that statement. I mean, you you really shouldn't. It's there are there are therapeutic uses uses for tanning for certain skin conditions such as psoriasis where like you you will see at dermatologists office where they will have very specific UV lights that they use for this therapy because it helps different skin conditions mm-hmm. but outside of like doctor prescribed and closely regulated situations there is no reason for people to be using tanning beds I mean it, yeah. Like, I, and I don't, I don't know the science, but it just seems like, like, yeah, laying in a bed where you're going to be pelted with radiation seems like something you wouldn't choose to do recreationally. No, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I no. have some weird hobbies. That's not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just shouldn't. You shouldn't. And I, I definitely was guilty of it when I was younger. Uh, I would do it before dances. I didn't do it a lot. Um, I never liked it. I always kind of hated it. I felt. I felt really uh, yucked out by the beds themselves because mm-hmm. I kept imagining other people laying in them sweating. Yeah. And so I found the the beds like, and I know they clean them. I'm not saying they don't clean them. I just, I, yeah. in I, my I head, I kept thinking that. about it. I felt, to be fair, I feel the same way about workout equipment at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know they, they wipe it down, but those towels are sweaty too. <laughs> mm. sweat particles going on all over the place sweat everywhere anyway so that bothered me but then i just hated it it was hot and there was nothing to do and you couldn't open your eyes (laughs) i just hated those creepy little goggles those always scared the crap out of me (laughs) i hated those creepy little goggles like like someone sneaking into your room at night wearing those that would just be like my That's worst <laughs> yeah. tanning mad although i always felt in the stand-up bed because you had to put your arms straight above your head i always felt like the um opening in in quantum leap there's a one scene where he's like standing <laughs> yeah. there in quantum leap i always felt like i looked like that like i'm about to leap and then i would think no 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 i'm naked don't leap don't leap <laughs> 
You're gonna leap into another body that will hopefully be wearing clothes. It's all good. That seems oh, that's very true. That doesn't that doesn't transit. Yeah. yeah, I won't be. When I leap back, I'll be naked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to have to if I ever make it home. <laughs> to have to stand up in a tanning bed with your arms above your head seems very uncomfortable. There were things to hold on to. Oh, okay. I was gonna yeah. say just like hanging your arms there, like not expected to move for twenty minutes. No, it was but it was all it was all a bad idea and I regret doing it because I exposed my skin to UV radiation that was unnecessary and I did it for the sake of someone else's beauty ideal. Society's Dang. beauty ideal. Wow. Deep. Well, well it's true. Halfway I mean that's the why episode we're already getting into it. I'm just saying that was that's all it was for. It was because I had this impression from the media, from other people I knew, from people at school, from magazines, whatever, that tan skin was beautiful skin pale skin was ugly skin so i had to go rectify this ugly skin that i had by making it tan so that then i would be socially accepted and then i would be allowed to attend prom (laughs) (laughs) but don't you see what kind of like vicious circle you get caught up in there because what you're going to do is you're going to tan and then you're going to prematurely age your skin and then the beauty industry is going to tell you oh no you don't want wrinkles you don't want to look old so you need Mm -hmm. to buy all this other stuff to prevent you from that it's, it's catch 22. Yeah. You need to be tan forever, but you can also never age. <laughs> I've never well, gone. Welcome. <laughs> I've never gone out this of. An episode of Death Becomes Her. <laughs> yes. I've never gone out of my way to try to get a tan when it's not like easy, like during the summertime, like during winter or fall or like before a dance or anything. When it's not already hot outside. I've never tried to get like self tanners or except for that once. But I regret that. That was a bad, that was a bad call on my part. Um, but I mean, I've never gotten in a tanning bed or done spray tans or self tanners or anything. I don't feel a pressure to be tan because I don't necessarily care. That's not like of the beauty standards that girls are expected to fulfill that is not one of the ones that I personally feel the need to fulfill on like a yearly basis I just personally like during the summer I like laying out by the pool I like swimming I like reading and laying out when it's hot outside and I just I don't know it like clears my skin up in the summer I feel better about myself personally whenever I'm like wearing dresses at the beach or out with friends and I'm wearing I have slightly tanned skin but I don't feel like a pressure to be like as tan as I could be. Mm-hmm. And I don't go out of my way to get super dark either. Like as dark as I will get, that's fine. I won't try to like put baby oil or iodine on my skin to make myself any darker than I would naturally go by being in the sun for like an hour a day. I, I think that's good. And I hope that that's the norm now. I think what I worry about still though is that, you know, you even made the comment like you would feel uncomfortable if your legs were really pale wearing a skirt or something. Well, that's just me personally, not because like I feel like I need to have that just because like I'll look at myself and be like, mm, I don't like the way that looks just on me. But I mean, I definitely know people that are pale that don't try to tan and even during the summer don't like put on sunscreen and keep their skin pale because that's the way they prefer it, that mm-hmm. they'll wear dresses. I'm like, wow, that looks really good on them. But I just I personally don't like the way it looks on me that that's my only concern is that i think for so long it there we shifted from this association with like pale skin meant you spent time inside so you were a refined member of society so it was fashionable to pale skin meant i mean basically i I felt like it was associated with being kind of almost like a nerd like i spent all my time inside reading Mm -hmm. yep 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like that that was kind of the association. Like if you're pale, then like, oh, you're one of those like geeky people who sit inside all the time. And so I like I felt the need to fix it. And and I still I still worry that there's this perception that like if you're pale, that there's something bad about that, that you've got to you know, you can't show that off. You got to hide it. You've got to either wear long pants or go fix it or something where I mean, that's why else would you attempt to use a spray tanner or a self tanner or whatever if you didn't feel that way, you know? Yeah. Um, well, and, and it shouldn't be that way. It should be like, no, I mean, you can just, it's it's fine. That's your skin. It's your skin color. It's fine. It's there's I no mean, problem with it. Your, your skin's an organ. Like it's it's something that needs to be taken care of just as much as, you know, your your heart and your brain and, and your liver. Like it's, I, I don't, just because everybody can see it doesn't mean you don't need to treat it with the same care as you treat anything else. That's, it's there to help you keep going for longer, hopefully. <laughs> it's your largest organ. Yeah. Very good, Riley. <laughs> and it holds all the inside things in. Yeah, that's like really important. <laughs> that's why it's I, called skin. Keeps everything skin side. Well. Like. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's that's definitely where that name comes from. Yes. Mm-hmm. No. Yes. No. Yes. Uh, plus, I don't think anybody is arguing too. Like, if you want to take this to its logical extension, if tan skin is more attractive, and if you're running the risk of by exposing your skin to UV radiation, if you're running the risk of like skin cancer, like, is that what we're aspiring to? Is like a like that's attractive? Like that's what you're cancer? trying to do? I don't think anyone well, has ever at risk like laid that. out in the sun like, you know what my goal is. One day I'm going to develop skin cancer from laying out in the sun so much. Is it just this belief that you won't be the one? No, I just I well, I, th- I don't think when you, when you're a teenager, especially, I don't know about people who are older who feel the need to do that, but when you're a teenager, you already have this kind of feeling of like invincibility almost. I've never felt that way, but I mean, I know I have friends that like you know, you drive as fast as you can. You don't think about getting in wrecks or you don't think about anything happening to you because, like, you're a teenager. You think, like, nothing bad is ever going to happen to you. So you lay out in the sun. You don't think about, like, oh, that's not going to happen to me. I'm I'm a teenager. That's not going to happen to me. I don't... I'm not that person that happens to. Well, and I, I think that it still has that aura of it's a healthy thing that is probably makes it more of a dangerous thing you know it's like we all know we're not supposed to smoke a lot of people choose to even though the information is all very clear and out there i don't feel like it's quite as as cut and dried with tanning like nope this is it's you could do it you could do it if it's you know something you you like to do but it's definitely not a good idea which is i mean it's sad because like i still hear terms like healthy glow and that shouldn't be a thing it's a different skin color if you if you what we call a healthy glow means I guess you have some what of a tan some minor tan mild degree of tan skin and if that's what that means well that's not healthy I'm not saying it's necessarily unhealthy whatever you did but it's not healthy either there is no health factor associated with having a tan versus having no tan like there's no it does not there is no degree to which having a tan ever makes you healthier does that make sense yeah, and and I mean, you know, really to to address obviously a much much more more all encompassing issue. Like I think allowing any sort of belief that there is an ideal skin color reinforces a lot more that's wrong. Like, 
That's, that's true. A, that's a much bigger issue. As if and and yes, through every you know through the past, we've had cultural ideals about most parts of our bodies, and you know those are always those are always dangerous to large segments of the population. Yeah. It it is weird though because we've accepted that like, and we not that we've accepted but we know and we we believe and and are ready to address as a society that people doing dangerous things to their bodies in order to achieve some sort of weight ideal that we have deemed as the ideal weight whatever whatever that is doing unhealthy things to yourself is not okay in order to achieve that we've all said that like no we need to help people so that they don't feel the need to to do dangerous things to their bodies in order to achieve this weight ideal it should just apply as easily to tanning you shouldn't do unhealthy things to yourself to achieve this skin color ideal that we have set out yeah well yeah like your your healthy body should be the most attractive you if, if attraction like even is what we're talking about here and your healthy skin should be the most attractive skin you can have like whatever that color is yeah but i mean i also we're talking a lot of a lot of bad on being in the sun uh, which I understand, like, there are dangers to tanning. I don't do anything dangerous to my body. I don't think to get any sort of a tan because I don't go out of my way to try to get any sort of a tan. But, I mean, it's not also, it's not bad if, like, you're out at a pool and you have sunscreen on and you happen to, like, oh, look at that. I didn't get burnt, but my skin is, like, slightly darker uh, than it is under my bathing suit. <laughs> right. No, I'm not saying that Because that's naturally wrong. going to happen. I think it's oh, impossible course. to prevent any sort of color from appearing on your skin if you're in the sun for an extended period of time, even if you have like SPF 50 on. Right. No, I understand what you're saying. I mean, I wear, I, I tend to just wear the same sunscreen a lot of times now that I put on Charlie because mm-hmm. sheer out of, sheerly out of convenience, like yeah. it's there <laughs> that I've put it on her already. So I'm going to go ahead and put it on me. So it tends to be a pretty high SPF. Um, even with that, I mean, I recognize that after an entire summer, especially if we've been outside a lot, my skin is a different color than it was yeah. when the summer began. But I think tying it to beauty is the problem. Yeah. Right. You know, it, and that's as long as we have this concept that you have to be tan to look good, either on a day to day basis or just in like specific occasions like we've talked about. You got to be, I mean, weddings, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. How many times have you heard that somebody's getting ready for a wedding and they're trying to get tan before their wedding? I will say it's also really easy to look tan in a wedding dress though because we're wearing a white wedding dress. <laughs> Everybody looks tanner and white because it's white, like, like white. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I don't know if I'd ever get married, but I my skin would match my dress, and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start a new tanning salon, and it's just going to be a place where you come in, and I take you in a room and hand you a bunch of white clothes and say, put these on. There you, you look go. tanner. Look <laughs> now, you. Give, now give me 20 bucks. <laughs> that's you look, true. You look much tanner now. <laughs> Riley told me about this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. If you turned on a black light, would that help even more? Because then the white clothes would glow. And you look even darker. Darker by comparison. Yep. This is the tanning salon of the future. Yeah, it's like the laser tag place in our local, like, like Billy Billy Bob's. Bob's. (laughs) Let's wear white clothes and go play laser tag. You'll look really dark while you're playing it, and you'll have a lot of fun. (laughs) Now, let me tell you, doesn't that sound like a better time than laying in a dangerous radiation bed? Go play laser tag with your friends wearing a white shirt. (laughs) There should just be more black lights incorporated into daily life is what we're, we're deciding here. Just <laughs> all, all so, social interaction should happen under black light. 
But don't bring your friends to play laser tag with you if Travis McRoy is also coming because no matter what age they are, he will knock them down. Yep. I had a children's birthday party in the fourth grade and Travis was there and we played laser tag and Travis knocked down a few of my fellow fourth graders. Travis takes laser tag very seriously. Respect. I do have one question, though. This has been bugging me ever since I watched the TV show The 100, uh-huh. which is about people who the world has uh, gone through some sort of nuclear apocalypse, and there are people living in space that were saved from the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they are. there's a whole generation of teenagers that were born in space and lived in space until they were 17 or 18 years old, and then they went back down to Earth. It's a whole story. Anyways, I understand that vitamin D is what you get from the sun, right? Yeah. Yes. So I know it's that you get most of that from just like day to day exposure to being outside, right? Right. It's like dangerous not to have that, right? Yes, you do. So, well, I mean, yes, it does things in your body. You need a certain amount of vitamin D. Yes. So what shade of what sh- what shade would all of these kids be? <laughs> I mean, they never have any sun exposure. They live in space. I have to imagine there are a lot of health problems associated with living in space and never seeing sun and never like leaving well, a spaceship. Are they being I, supplemented with vitamin D? I don't That's, know. <laughs> I would guess if this technology is advanced enough to keep people alive far away from the sun and planet Earth, <laughs> they've probably thought about some, taking a vitamin some, D supplement. Yeah, or I don't know, some milk, because I'm pretty sure there's some vitamin D in milk. It's Well, it's it, you know it's really interesting because uh, vitamin D is definitely... Um, I don't want to say it's a new topic in medicine, but it's become very trendy to spend more time and energy thinking about and talking about in the last few years. And we're checking a lot more vitamin D levels than we ever did before. Like there was a recommendation that came out. This is older now. This is not new. That uh, even breastfed babies needed vitamin D supplementation, which ran contrary to what a lot of people believed, which was that breast milk has everything you need in it. How could you possibly need vitamin D Mm -hmm. if you're breastfeeding? And they found that they did anyway. And so with that came all this interest in why is everybody vitamin D deficient? And I don't know. It, it has to we do with... We were all born in space. Well, I think that evolutionarily, I think we are spending less time outside. Mm-hmm. And I think we do... I think we have absorbed as a society the importance of protecting our skin somewhat. I think we still have a ways to go. But I definitely think if you like... I mean, we have sunscreen in the first place. <laughs> exactly. We have sunscreen. It's generally accepted that you should wear it. Yeah. Most people know that that's an important thing, whether or not they always practice it or not. I feel like you've definitely seen a shift since like the 60s and 70s right. to people being safer. But with that, are we, even though we're ingesting vitamin D, we're not converting it to its active form if we're not getting UV light. So is that why we're seeing low vitamin D levels? And then what's the solution to that? Do we just keep everybody inside and replace them? Because I can give you vitamin D. I can give you a supplement. Mm-hmm. You can get them at the store. You know, you don't, I don't have to give them to you. So like we can replace vitamin D. But is there a certain amount of time that we should be telling people to spend out in the sun? And if so, what is that time limit? And does it vary depending on what part of the world you live in mm-hmm. and what your natural, you know, skin tone is? And like, I mean, who knows that number? What is the magic number of minutes that it's okay right. to be out in the sun that will give you the vitamin D you need, but will not increase your risk of skin cancer? I don't know. Yeah. Well, and I, but, I think that's 
you know, there are lots of things that like, you know, the sun's a good source for vitamin D. There are like certain things we consume that are good sources for different amino acids. And as soon as you say, well, I'm going to cut that out for health reasons, the, the first thing someone says is, but what about this, you know, essential thing you're missing out? And it's like, well, I'll take a supplement for that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think that that's, if you're trading off something like, you know, I don't know, like I, 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 I don't I won't get on my vegan soapbox, but like if you're cutting out red meat, if you're, if you're cutting out red meat, the first thing people say is like amino acids or whatever. And they're like, well, supplement. It's OK. Like I'm getting rid of something that has a higher danger for me. And then I'm going to take the responsibility of, of, you know, yeah, getting the things I miss from that. I think that's true. And I, I think it's worth a trade off if what you're if what you're saying is I'm going to. I'm going to wear my sunscreen. I'm going to not, you know, expose my skin to UV radiation without sunscreen. I'm going to be very careful about that. Reapply sunscreen and, you know, because you do sweat it off. There is no such thing as completely waterproof sunscreen. It will come off if you're in the pool or the ocean or whatever long enough. So you do have to reapply. But if you take those lessons to heart and then at the end of the day, you have to take a vitamin D supplement. I don't see where that's the end of the world. Right. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a middle ground there, but you know, I, I, I don't know it. I'm not, you're the doctor, Sid. <laughs> I know. I I don't know it either. I don't. That's why I tell people to wear sunscreen. I, I take will. a tip from Baz Luhrmann and tell everybody the only thing I'm sure of is wear sunscreen. <laughs> Did you ever hear that thing, Riley? What? Always wear sun. Is was that Baz Luhrmann? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I've never heard that. Oh, uh, this was this. I don't song. Spoke, spoken, <laughs> spoken word, word. set to cool groovy beats <laughs> it was like a graduation type speech mm-hmm. about like for kids of the future and it was called always wear sunscreen <laughs> and that was the only thing he knew for sure was that the long-term benefits of sunscreen have been proven oh mm-hmm. there you go <laughs> i'm gonna make you listen to it when this is over <laughs> i will say you talked about the importance of reapplying and uh while i do wear low SPF sunscreen and I get some sort of what kind of, I guess is a tan even though I'm still pretty pale during the summer uh I go through so much sunscreen I use a spray kind I pretty much use a whole bottle of the spray kind within like two to three days because of how much I reapply I use a lot of sunscreen that's I'm good, so though. scared of getting burned well, that's good though because I mean the, the the problem with the spray stuff it works but you've just got to make sure you kind of like follow up and rub it in and spread it yeah. because I have had many disa- disasters with the spray stuff where I've missed like one spot or I've really weird <laughs> lines yeah especially, like on the back of my shoulders yeah um, yeah I always like run over my arms like three times in lines and then just rub it all in and then do the other arm and then go back and do the other arm once it's dry but you've got to you've got to completely coat you've got to let it dry before you get in the pool you can't jump right in and you have to reapply frequently and if you think you're getting burned anyway go and take a tip from taylor and go inside stay inside, <laughs> stay inside always there's your tips for healthy fun summers from the Smurl sisters that's right wear your sunscreen drink plenty of fluids have a great summer kids <laughs> don't leave your house <laughs> if you're listening to taylor don't leave your house <laughs> well good well we'll all practice sun safety now i also thought it was important to point out that i am currently wearing my bathing suit as we're recording this episode because i was in the pool and forgot we were recording and put on a shirt and shorts so it's officially summer because because riley's recording while wearing a bathing suit there we go is this how you're gonna record <laughs> like all summer long or just always yes. gonna record in your suit <laughs> 
first Tuesday back at school, you'll know I'm back at school because I won't be wearing a slightly damp bathing suit. How will they tell that sonically? I'll let them know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I'm wearing pants and you know what that means. (laughs) School's back in session. (laughs) Well, uh, thank you, sisters. As always, this was this was fun and hopefully, hopefully informative. <laughs> That's not even the point of this show, Sydney. It's your other podcast. I know, but I want everybody to wear sunscreen. It's really important. Please wear okay, sunscreen. Everyone, please, please wear sunscreen ev- for Sydney. So sunscreen. she stops talking about it. You can blame it on me. You're doing it just for me. Just please wear your freaking sunscreen. Okay. Um, thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you to the Maximum Fun Network for supporting us. Check out MaximumFun.org for a lot of other wonderful podcasts. Uh, you can email us at stillbuffering at MaximumFun.org. You can tweet at us at stillbuff, and you can join our Facebook group, Still Buffering on Facebook. There's an active community and you can all share your sunscreen <laughs> stories, your crazy wacky sunscreen stories, right? Yeah. But he's got those. Uh, and thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Your Mind. This has been Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am a teenager. And I was two. Wear your sunscreen. <laughs> Stay inside. I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we host the weekly comedy podcast, One Bad Mother. We celebrate our moments of parenting genius. As well as our failures. Just like, we're going to have hot dogs. And I'm like, no, we're having fun. Everybody loves hot dogs. Yeah. And he just like smashes that thing right on my chest. And then I'm just Uh, crying in the middle of like kid space while people are like literally dancing with their children. Parenting can be sad and painfully funny at the same time. So join us each week as we admit that this is hard, but we're getting really good at it. Find us at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.